Hi, my name is Jasmine Anwar. Hello, my name is Will Allen. Welcome to Training Insights Pro Bono Highlights. In this episode, we connect with Felicity Kirk, who leads international pro bono at Ropes and Graves London office. We'll be asking Felicity about her transition from corporate law to pro bono and for some insight into the firm's pro bono work. Felicity, it's great to have you here with us today. Great to be here and thank you very much for including pro bono in this podcast series. There's an increasing amount of interest in law firm pro bono, both from those at firms and those looking to join firms. So I'm really delighted to have the chance to talk to you today a little bit about it. Fantastic. That's great to hear. Um, so without further ado, I say let's get into the, uh, the questions. Um, so Felicity, you've had an interesting and varied career. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about your journey from transactional legal work uh, into the pro bono space? Sure. I'm definitely um, poacher turned gamekeeper. I started as an asset finance lawyer for a big international firm and spent five years in Tokyo and Paris. And then um, have spent 25 years setting up and managing international pro bono practices for law firms. Um, I was one of the first lawyers appointed to this pro bono role back in 1997, and I'm so thrilled that there are now some 60 of us across uh, city and UK law firms. As to the type of work we do, um, huge, huge variety, and that is just the the interesting thing about my role. Um, I have a lot of autonomy to source work, anything that I think I can persuade uh, the lawyers at Ropes and Gray to take on and comes within our pro bono criteria from a domestic violence clinic in collaboration with other law firms to work on the very topical issue of Ukraine. Thanks very much, Christy. That's really a really good introduction, really interesting. Yeah, and you mentioned that you, you've sort of, like, we've got a huge variety of work um, sort of across law firms in London, but in terms of Ropes um, and Gray specific pro bono work in London. Can you give us a little bit more insight on that, sort of both historical and current? Sure. When I joined, um, one of the first pieces of work that I was able to bring in was for the Nature Conservancy and a particularly innovative piece of financing work, a debt for nature swap for the Seychelles. And um, we were able to put together quite a significant team of lawyers to do this transactional piece of work, which involved the Nature Conservancy lending money to the government of the Seychelles, um, pretty advantageous rates of interest, which enabled them to buy back some very expensive sovereign debt. And with the money they saved, they made a lot of environmental commitments um, to set up marine conservation zones. So there was some very um, sort of standard financing documentation that we did pro bono, but then also some um, particularly innovative um, marine conservation and conservation documents. And more recently, we have been helping um, Afghan nationals as they seek to settle in the UK on, under some of the government schemes, uh, helping claimants um, who have been victims of the Windrush scandal, claim compensation from the Home Office, helping um, start-up companies, uh, businesses operating in the green, clean tech space with basic legal needs. And some of our lawyers have been mentoring the founders of those businesses 
to help them understand the importance of getting the right advice at the right time. That's, that's really interesting, Felicity. It seems like there's a wide range that people can be involved with. I guess, I guess from my perspective as, as a trainee, sort of a great way to be involved at a junior level and be sort of close to clients and running with, with work streams that you might not get with, with um, other clients. That's absolutely the case. Extremely important to say um, very clearly that it's not that, um, you know, the trainees um, sort of bear the pro bono load at the firm. It's very, very evenly spread and it's extremely important both for the experience of the trainee and for the work uh, experience of the client that, um, you know, trainees take on this work and are supervised, involved in a team in exactly the same way as you would be um, with a billable piece of work. But as you have pointed out, um, due to the scale of the a lot of the, the billable work that we're doing at Rapes and Gray, the role that a trainee can play is by very much somewhat limited um, and more specific. And you can indeed take on a much greater degree of responsibility in some of our pro bono matters. Um, be it advising a smaller charity on a restructuring, um, getting involved with some of our domestic violence clients, running one of our um, citizenship application cases for minors, children who have the right to be here but don't have any documentation. And it can be a very valuable part of a young lawyer's development, uh, not just in terms of the legal work that you're doing, but actually managing a programme, client relationship, Yes, definitely. And I, and I think it's such a great way to sort of be in touch with other associates and partners that you work with that you may, that maybe aren't in your team um, when you're in a certain seat. Absolutely, both in the London office and within our international network of offices. We do a lot of cross-staffing and it's a fantastic opportunity to meet colleagues and work with colleagues that you wouldn't otherwise um, perhaps uh, get the chance yeah, no, I've, I've definitely found that during, during the pro bono work that I've taken, um, taken on throughout my career at Rapes. Um, it's a great way to meet people from other teams, I agree. Um, so, Felicity, moving on, uh, what do you feel has been the greatest achievement so far in terms of ongoing pro bono work at Rapes' London office? Um, if you could name just one, that'd be, I'm, I'm sure our listeners would appreciate that. Ongoing, I would say it is our Kids in Need of Defence programme. Um, that we, we're founding members of this collaboration, um, helping undocumented minors uh, gain citizenship or leave to remain. And it was quite a departure um, it, for the London office. We, for the very first time, were representing, directly representing individuals um, in quite a complex application process with the Home Office. Um, we have linked up with Kids in Need of Defence UK who provide very specialist training and supervision for us, which is key when we're stepping out into an area that isn't um, within our usual practice. We touched on it a bit on sort of how rewarding it is to be, be involved in pro bono matters, but I guess more generally, why do you think it is so important that law firms undertake work in the pro bono space? And how do you think Ropes and Gray's London office stands out in the space? extremely important that law firms undertake pro bono work. Uh, also extremely important is that um, we're not trying to fill a gap that um, in the unmet legal need um, 
left by reductions in legal aid. We're not seen as a solution by the government um, that we do the right kind of work that fits with our skills, pushes us into areas that we perhaps, as I mentioned before, um, don't usually work in, but always with the right um, training and supervision um, and partnership collaborations with appropriate NGOs. I think there's a huge commitment at the firm. We're obviously not alone in that. Um, but for me, and I've worked with two other very international law firms, uh, for me, Ropes and Gray stands out in that respect. The fact that all the hours that our lawyers spend on pro bono work are counted as billable, treated in exactly the same way as billable hours are treated for the purposes of compensation and bonuses. Um, not why lawyers do it, but I think that's a, um, a very significant acknowledgement of the um, importance of pro bono work at Ropes and Gray. No, I definitely agree, Felicity. And from a trainee perspective, I think you can always sort of reach out to your associate or a partner and always get involved with different pro bono matters and I think everyone's willing to accommodate you know your interests and, and areas that you that you want to, to be involved in. Something I stress to everybody who, who joins the firm and I have the privilege of talking to all the new joiners, the trainees um, collectively but then individually with all the lateral hires um, is that I absolutely do not have um, a monopoly on contacts or ideas, suggestions and you know it, it's just fantastic when people come to me, whatever level of experience they are, but with their contacts, with their thoughts and ideas, and we've taken on some fantastic pro bono work that way. Um, one of the associates, uh, his brother, had developed an app for, I call it sort of social gardening, um, matching up people who wanted and needed to garden with some redundant green spaces, and we were able to do the Series A funding for that, which is a fantastic piece of work um, for our lawyers to do. Um, so I really welcome um, approaches from across the office, from lawyers and non-lawyers. Um, and I'd just like to finish by saying that the trainees are the lifeblood of the pro bono program in terms of um, your enthusiasm, um, ideas and suggestions, willingness to take things on, to have a go, uh, and commitment. And it is always fantastic to um, see as careers progress, um, that early involvement in pro bono really grow and develop and flourish. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. This podcast will be ongoing and we really want your support. One of the ways you can do that is by following us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. This podcast will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you can give us a five-star review by tweeting us, that would be great. And anyone that leaves us a review will have it read out. If there's anything in particular you would like us to discuss on the podcast, please leave us feedback or send us a message on social media. Thank you.